Our friends at Detroit Boxing Company are dedicated to providing high-quality boxing apparel. With fighters and fight fans in mind, their designs are unique and stylish. With their hats, shirts, hoodies, jackets, they are going to make your jab cross hook look even more sexy. They have great classic t-shirts that feature some of boxing's biggest legends. Tommy Hearns, James Tooney, Jimmy Paul, and more. The people behind this company are simply wonderful in they truly care about the boxing community. You have to check out their website at DetroitBoxingCompany.com and see the full catalog of all the great stuff they have available. Scoop up some fresh gear and just make sure you use the code word CoreyCast at checkout and you're going to save yourself a little bit of money. Check out their Instagram page at Detroit Boxing Company and hit that follow button. Just let them know that Corey sent you. This episode of the podcast is very special to me because I convinced my own mother to do an episode with me. When I first asked her, she was a little a little hesitant because she was like, Corey, what are we going to talk about for a full hour? So I told her, I'll write down 10 questions to ask you. You write down 10 questions to ask me. And it was really great. I mean, our schedules are so busy between her being in Idaho, me being in New York, on top of me trying to handle toddler schedule you know, it's, it's really tough to really find time to talk for a whole hour. And it was just really nice just to chat more and learn more about her childhood, what it was like raising me and my sister, Anna. And it was really cool because I got a whole new perspective. When you're younger, you really idolize your parents. And this conversation was just such a joy because really I got to know my mom a lot more and I got to hear a lot of cool stories from her. And the best part about this is when I have the episode and it's out and you guys are listening, I'll have this episode to cherish for the rest of my life. I learned a lot about my mom and how it was growing up, and it was just a really eye-opening conversation. If you're listening to this podcast, you should do yourself a favor. Call your mom, tell her you love her, and talk to her for an hour. Just ask her a bunch of questions of what her childhood was like. What was it like when she was raising you as a toddler or as a kid? Because you're going to get an immense value out of that conversation. I know I did when I talked to my mom, and the podcast really showcases how just genuine she is and how like just there and supportive she was for me and my sister. I can thank my mom for being at every single one of my soccer games, taking me to all my basketball events and open gyms, and she has been uh, one of my most supportive people in my life, and I'm very thankful for that. This conversation just gave me a whole new perspective on our relationship. So call your mother, tell her you love her, have a long conversation with her, and I promise you will be thankful for it. I hope you enjoy this very special episode of the Corey Cast with my mom, Estelle. <laughs> have my mom on the podcast this is good this is funny i had dad on the podcast but we're doing something a little different because you mom were like what are we going to talk about i was like why don't we just write down questions and we'll ask questions back and forth right (laughs) so i have the most so i'll start first so question one mom what did i do that gave you the most gray hairs no for the love of god Everything. 
can't say everything. That's cheating. Everything gave me gray hairs. <laughs> no, you, I I can't say that. You gave me gray hairs. You were actually, I thought, a pretty decent kid. You didn't get into a heck of a whole lot of trouble. I think that one time I remember, I think you were probably about Ashton's age, two and a half, maybe three, maybe even four. We didn't live in the house yet. We were still living in an apartment. And we had this huge armoire, I don't know what you want to call entertainment center, where the TV was, the stereo, VCRs and everything. And down below was a little compartment where you would put your um, video cassettes, right? Because we didn't have DVDs just yet. All right. Put all, put all your VHS tapes in there. And the door would actually slide back and forth, right? We were playing hide and seek once. That's where you hid, is you hid in there. <laughs> slid the door all the way to the side. I could not find you. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, I didn't even say a word. That. I was just like in, in the cabinet. I, I, was, I was losing my mind. I'm going, oh my God. I was here left alone with my child and he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where he went. <laughs> and of course you're playing hide and seek to the T. Corey, where are you? Crickets. I'm not giving up my position. <laughs> <laughs> I played a win hide and seek. <laughs> I know you played a win. You were you were serious about this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and funny. Like, Corey, where are you? I cannot find seriously. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in here. I'm in here. This tiny little voice pops up. Just just giving you guys a straight panic attack. Oh my gosh. And I literally <laughs> I I had a hard time sliding the door because you were so squished in there. <laughs> <laughs> I That's thought I was hilarious. gonna break the sliding door to get you out. Oh my gosh. Like this thing that costs was... a fortune. Now Corey's I... ass is stuck in this stupid thing. <laughs> No one's gonna believe me if I have to call nine one one. Oh, that's so funny. That that gave you the most gray hairs. No, uh, there was another incident. And you might uh, remember this when you got hit in the head with that pool toy. Yep. You remember? That's all you had to say was hit in the head. The only I, time I got, I think, really seriously injured. Time. That was it the was only time like you action. Look a tiny little cut on my head. Like yeah. I still have the scar. Yeah, you it. still have the scar. If you shave your head really close, you can still see the scar. Yep. Mm -hmm. The thing was, it might have been small, but it was deep. Yeah. It was a deep cut, and yep. I'll never, I'll never forget either. Because I had to call your father because your father was at your grandmother and grandfather's house with Anna, at the pool, and I called your grandfather's house, your grandmother's house, and told them what happened. And they told your dad, who flew in his car, like, I don't know, probably yanked your sister out of the pool. Yeah. We're out. <laughs> We're done. Yep. And I immediately, I don't know, do you remember the car ride? I remember, I still remember the kid's name. His name was Joey. We were swimming at Joey's house. And yeah, you were at his house. And his he... mother just nonchalantly, oh, yeah, your son's injured. Yeah. Yeah, it it honestly I'm didn't it wasn't like so terrible like it to me it didn't feel terrible because like we were just like 
you know, being boys, like we had like water bombs and we were like throwing the the water toys at each other. But I mm-hmm. remember he had a it was a fish that kept the the pool warm. It was like a plastic yeah. fish with like some with metal in it. To, to help yeah, the metal play. weight on the bottom. And he threw yeah. like a frisbee and it hit me and I laughed and then I went underwater and I was like, oh, you can't hit me. And then I like went underwater. And then when I popped out, he was like, dude, there is so much blood coming from your head. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And then I saw it and I just immediately started panicking. I think his mom was like a nurse, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, she did. She said, oh, I'm a nurse, but I think he's going to be okay. But you might want to take him to the emergency room. But she yep. came, she was just walking nonchalantly down the street with you. And I'm like, what's happening? What's going uh, on? I was like holding the side of my head. I know. Two and staples I remember, in my head. Yep. And I can remember you sitting in the passenger seat. Mom. Is it going to hurt? And I'm like, son, I ain't going to lie to you. I have no idea what's going yeah. on right now. Yeah. But I'm sure it's going to hurt later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys freaking lied to me and told me there wasn't going to be any needles or anything as they were jamming a needle into the wound to for to Novocaine or whatever it was. So I don't feel anything. Yeah. You, and remember your grandfather, your grandfather and your grandmother got, got so worried. They, they came to the hospital. Yep. Remember, this is all pre-COVID, so yep. everybody was allowed in emergency room. Yeah, I, I had to be at least like 12, 13. Like, I feel I like I was so. probably like maybe even younger, to be honest. But oh, could, uh, have could have been. Yeah, that was. Uh, OK, well, that's fair enough. That's that's enough gray hairs. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine those times you play soccer and you hurt your ankles. Yep. Yep, that was the other injury. That was the other injury. But at least I never like went out and partied a lot. I stayed out no. of trouble for the most part. It was just no. me getting injured. <laughs> you you were you were mostly into the video game thing, sitting in front of the video component uh, console and doing your Still thing. Still am. Uh, Keeps me out of trouble. Right. <laughs> right. And that leads to one of my questions. Yeah. What is it? Oh. What it was? Um. Your D and D charity thing. Oh yeah. How how did you guys come up come up with that? I mean, that's a pretty pretty brilliant idea. Um, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons when COVID started because mm-hmm. Dennis was like, "Hey man, I'm not doing jujitsu anymore. We can't do anything. I'm going crazy. Do you guys want to play Dungeons and Dragons?" And Mike and I were like, "Yeah, we played like eight years ago. Yeah, why not? That that'd be fun to relearn how to play." play that mm-hmm. game and um we played for i don't know like three four months and honestly i just wanted to do like a podcast like some people were recording their dnds and then yeah. editing it into like a, a listenable podcast form where you like, cut out all the junk and mm-hmm. uh dennis and mike weren't totally sold on it yet because you know we're still learning how to play the game and we we're still figuring things out yeah and then um somebody at taikai who was into tabletop role-playing games, not, yep. not only Dungeons and Dragons, but a lot of others. He, uh, he killed himself and we wanted oh to do something for him. Like I wasn't too like super close to him, but Dennis, Dennis was like mostly close with mm-hmm. him and uh, he was a great guy. And we were like humming and hawing, and we were kind of like thinking about, what we would do for him. And then we just never like put 
ink to paper. Like we just had this yeah. idea and it never came to fruition. And then um, just a few months down the road, we were like, we were like, why don't we do so? Well, we had the idea to do like a tie in to a benefit for him, but we just never, yeah. we could just never get the details together. We never got the dates together. And then um, we we're like, well, let's do, let's do like, it was a cool idea. Why not just do it and see what happens? And we'll just do it for like a different charity. We'll do it for like, um, uh, we'll do it for a local charity. Cause we felt like we would get a little bit mm -hmm. more tie in. And then um, the rest is history. We just did one. And then we're like, should we do it every six months? Should we do it once a year? And we're like, well, let's do it twice a year. And then if we get burned right. out or if we don't like it, we'll just go back to one time a year. So right. it was like a way to, I don't know. I mean, we just love playing Dungeons and Dragons so much. It was like a cool excuse to to play while right. also uh, kind of like making a better impact in the community. Like if, it really oh, felt yeah, like right. when we did the the food bank, a lot of people felt like the money was going further rather than just like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like a national organization. Right. I think that's great. Yeah. It's a, it was, it's fun. I just like, it's just so cool to like, not only play D and D, but also like find a unique fundraising way right. for a charity. You guys should do one wrong. Well, you are doing another one real soon, right? Yeah, we do twice a year one in november which i think will always the food bank will always be the anchor one in november can and i then, suggest another one yeah which one toys for tots yeah toys for tots is another in toys for tots you could tie in with the with the game itself you know because you could get like starter kits and stuff to yeah. to the toys for tots uh and that like that wouldn't be a bad idea we could throw it on the list for like usually April, May, we we let people vote. Vera right. House has won the last two votes. I don't know if they're gonna. Right. I don't know if we'll do them again after the all the all controversy. The, yeah, that's going mm -hmm. on with them. That's yeah. still to be decided. But it sounds like this year we're this November. We don't have a date set, but we're definitely gonna be doing uh for the food yeah. bank at least. And you got the rescue mission you can do Salvation Army. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the thing is there's so many like good uh yeah. organizations and it's like man where do we want to put like our our efforts towards food oh, just red seemed cross. like a red yeah cross. red cross is another good one too yeah. Yeah. um no it's it's cool and it's also uh you know kind of fulfilling it's kind of cool well i like it i think that's great that you guys are doing something you know not only a game that you guys love love to play but you're sharing it with others and you're doing it for a charity yeah, yeah, we don't uh none of it's for profit. I I don't think I've really said this to anybody other than Dennis and Mike, but I eat the cost when so like we do a PayPal pool and then oh. when you take the money from the PayPal pool, mm -hmm. PayPal will take like a certain percent of or course, if it's yeah. it's either that or when I go to donate at the CNY food bank. Mhm. Mm there's certain administrator, there's like a 6% administrator cost or something like that. So I, oh. I donate, that's my portion that I donate just so mm -hmm. it's, it's full board. Every dollar that's donated goes directly to it. It's not like all the money minus 6%. Like I want people to know that yeah. it's everything that they donate goes right to that. And that's, right. that's important to us, but that's, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just so much fun. I don't know. It's cool. Does PayPal make, does, 
I don't know, does PayPal have something that will prevent them from doing that if you let them know it's going to charity? Yeah, and I think the issue with it was like that it was not the food banks like not registered with with paypal mm. there was like some weird like thing so i was uh, like here's my workaround for it and it's I not see. the end of the world i just i'm thinking the next few we're gonna figure out a different way to collect donations not that paypal's been bad just trying right. to figure out a different thing that maybe we can use paypal's also like very open like if you open up the the pool you can mm -hmm. see a list of everybody's donated and for, for what amount. So right, we right. like that kind of transparency too, because people can see everybody that's, that's chipped in for it. Right. Sweet. Um, okay. Can Mom, what is me? something you've always wanted to do, but mm -hmm. haven't? Something I always wanted to do, but haven't. Well, as you know, we've been to Europe, but only to Portugal. Right. And I told Blaine this too, a night, uh, a trip to like Greece. I mean, you've been there, right? Yeah, Greece is sick. I wish we were just there longer. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. Something that we just haven't done. You know, everybody does Italy. Everybody does France. Yeah, everybody does Greece, right? It's one of the most popular places to go. But there's tons of cool places in Greece you can go to. Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful. I, I also thought about Hawaii. Yeah. But, Hawaii seems to be the spot. Yeah, but I've been hearing not so cool things about Hawaii lately, which is mm. sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could go to, to Greece and then feel like the tiniest speck of dust when you realize how old those buildings are. Right. I'm lying in comparison to you. You're like, I'm and they're giant, right? Yeah. Right. You're like, these things have been standing for thousands of years. It's like Jesus. And, and I'm how 31 years old, like <laughs> just a blink, a, a grain of sand in, in right? how old these things are. It's pretty crazy. Then even for the time, they were really smart. One of the things that I learned when we was in Greece, when we went to the uh, uh, the Acropolis, yeah. those columns that they build, mm -hmm. it actually starts off like really fat. And as it gets to the top, it starts to narrow. And the wow. ancient Greeks did that because it it gives you a visual effect that it, that it goes taller than it is. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's true. When you stand up, you're like, oh, my God, how tall is that? And they're like, no, it's only 20 feet in the air. You're like, what? Are you sure? This seems like it's going to touch the sky, but it, like it gets narrower and narrower to the oh. top. It also kind of improves the stability of it. Right, right. So you think a trip uh, to Greece next? Yeah, I think I, I would like a trip to Greece. That would be great. But we're also talking about going somewhere where like the sun's always shining. Mm. Some nice sand. Toss up between like Jamaica, St. Croix. Right. Bahamas. Where the sun is always shining, you put your feet in the sand, right? Yeah. Do you think next yeah. year, two years from now? Maybe next year. Next year? You want to go, you want you want to go when obviously it's not super, super hot or too cold, and you don't want to go like now because they got hurricane season. Right. Right? They're all the hurricanes are hitting the that area right now. 
yeah, get so, me out of there. I'm not trying to do yeah. no hurricane season. <laughs> so we're still teetering or, you know, talking about it. But Greece, yeah, I think that would be my ultimate trip right there. For sure. That place is, that place is beautiful. Yep. How about you? What was your favorite vacation? And would you go back? Mm, I, I mean, I think the... Oh, man. I, don't, I was going to say, I feel like the obvious is like Portugal, but only like because... Mm-hmm. I, it was like a cool family trip. Grandpa was there. Grandma was there. I was old enough to remember. I feel like we created a lot of cool memories while we were there. Oh, yeah. But then like on the other side, I'm like, but Brittany and I's honeymoon was a lot of fun because we saw so many countries. So it was like, boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, which was cool. So I don't know, like I would really love to go back to Portugal, but like, mm-hmm. like with Brittany or, you know, like well, maybe with like Uncle Mario and all of, all their kids. Like, I feel like if it was like a bigger trip with other yeah. family members, I think that would be cool too. And maybe see some parts of Portugal we haven't seen. Like we stayed right. in... uh lisbon so maybe right um those islands i always forget the islands the azores the azores i was gonna i was gonna call it something completely different mm-hmm. uh my manager went there and she said it was it was beautiful there i would like to go like maybe a different part of portugal to see right. like what the food is and what the culture is like there yeah yeah uh but i don't know i think i think portugal just just tops it for me oh I don't good know. I don't know, because we were there for a long time. And also, too, it was just very special to me that Grandpa was there, too. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. The honeymoon was so much fun. It was great. Know. It was a great time. It really was. Well, what when you were growing up, when you were, like, watching Grandma and Grandpa, like, mm-hmm. parent you, was there, like, one thing you swore you would never do as a parent that they did? They were like, you know, Dad doesn't let me watch TV after nine. I swear I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Not that grandpa would have ever done that. I can't remember remember anything specific. I mean, I'm pretty sure I kept your grandparents on their toes. Pretty sure about that. Right. I'll say for me, like we I swear I would never limit TV time. Right? When you're younger, you're like, I'm never adults don't know nothing, but eight thirty done. Ashton turns into a different human when he has more than 45 <laughs> minutes of screen time. When he gets <laughs> anything more than that, he turns into a gremlin the rest of the day <laughs> just because there's just so much stimulation. And I said, I would never be that parent who's going to limit screen time. But right, right now it's looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for your own state of mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh yeah. What was the best thing that you learned from, from grandma from your grandparents i've learned to work very hard yep you work hard you get paid do your job they had a very strong worth that work ethic it's a something that's lacking nowadays with people from what i from what i see i, see I, I heard um there's a uh Big UFC fighter. His name is um, is escaping me. Uh, but one of the commentators always talks about. Uh, oh no no no! It's a comedian, uh, Joey Diaz. He's a uh, Italian. He always talks about. Uh, he's got that immigrant mentality. 
that hard yeah. work horse yes. mentality. And yes. uh, that saying I love because the second he said immigrant mentality, I thought of grandpa because he was just showed up to work every single day. Then Did side hustled in his garage, building things for side projects and second projects, you know? Right. All right. That's if, if anything, that's what they instilled in me working mm -hmm. hard. Get your bills paid. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. Yeah, I would I would say that's that's on par for for both of them. Grandma's the the quiet, unsuspecting one, you know, because she she like Grandma wasn't like job focused. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. like Grandma definitely took her job seriously, but for yep. Grandpa it was like a second hobby. Like it was his like like woodworking was his like craft. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. He was a craftsman. He was a yeah, craftsman. Yeah. His job. And right. he was doing that when he was um, 15 since he was yeah. 15. Yeah. I think we got a, a picture of it uh, somewhere of him with his little beret on. At yeah. The... Little hat, probably buy it like a, a table saw. Right. Yep. If it's the same picture I'm thinking of. Yep. yep. He, yeah. he was in his teens in that picture. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy uh, that he completely devoted his life to one craft, but mm -hmm. you don't see, like, I, you just don't see that very often. Like that was his thing. Wow. Like it was, it was woodworking and he sought after it time and time again. I mean, geez, how talented was he? Huh? Jesus. Yeah. And you got some pieces he had, he made for you, right? Yeah. A lot of the furniture in my house was <laughs> made from grandpa. I think with the exception of like our TV stand, because we wanted yeah. to, like an electric fireplace in one. So, but yeah. my, like my, uh, end table is there's mm -hmm. our, our mail table, um, our, okay. our, our dining room table, the giant hexagon table. Yeah. He yeah. made that from bamboo. Yeah. Um, I want to say I even had one of the stools he made. Remember he, he banged, he had this thing where he like banged out like 20 stools in a, yeah. in a that week and everybody got a spot. stool. Yeah. <laughs> That was super easy stuff for him to do. Right, right, because oh, yeah. he could do it quick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have built from him. Mm-hmm. I think Anna has a couple pieces, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she does. She does, too. Yeah. I think it's your turn for a question. My turn? Okay. Uh, I like this question. I usually ask people this question. If intro music played when you walked into a room, what would it be? Mm. I would say Queen having a good time. I love how upbeat that song is. Mm -hmm. And when I listen to that song, I am ready to run a marathon. <laughs> I put that, that song at max volume and I am in a different headspace. <laughs> <laughs> but like for like uh my kickboxing fights, I came out to something completely different. It was uh, Sean James and the Shapeshifters. That's the band name, which is like the most badass band name ever. But it was like a hardcore, like, dun, 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 dun. and I had like a little banjo. But I'm like, I'm not walking out to a fight every day, right? We're talking just like I'm walking into a buyer presentation. I'm ready uh -huh. to start talking to a client. Can't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. Because then when everybody else hears that they're they're in a good mood too, you know? Right, right. When you were growing, I, I remember specifically your Corsica and 
Def yeah. Leppard cassette tapes in the, oh my gosh yep. in the car was that what like what was one of your favorite albums? Def Leppard ever is that Def Leppard was one of your favorites, right? I have many favorites. I mean, the '80s was just killer with music. It was it, just well, you particularly yeah. like those big hair bands, right? <laughs> yes, like Def Leppard, and I'm trying to think. There was a couple of others. Def Leppard, uh, Bon Jovi. Yep, yep. Um, Poison, Brett Michaels. I forgot Bon Jovi. Yeah, Brett Michaels, Rock of Love. Jesus, I think we watched every single one of those shows with you. <laughs> Mom was like, but I love my Brett Michaels. <laughs> I love Brett Michaels. I love Brett Michaels. He's so crazy. <laughs> I saw Def Leppard in concert. You know that. Yeah, yep. I remember yeah, you were sending me a picture. Killer. So when you um, pop in a poison cassette tape into your Corsica, what does it bring back a certain memory? Because there's some music that triggers like memories for me. Not a certain memory. It's just some songs do. Mm -hmm. Some songs do. It's just it just takes me to our time. I'm 15, 16 years old. Life is good. Right. I'm not paying bills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know I haven't taken on any adult responsibilities and all I literally had to do was go to school, learn whatever lessons, do homework and wash, wash, rinse, repeat. Right. It was a simpler time. It was for me, it was a great time. Then you have the songs that, that might um, spark a memory like of um, Paula and I, you might, you remember Paula. Yeah. I ran into our Wegmans the other day, actually. She lost so much, so much weight. I hardly recognized her when I ran into her. She looks great. She looks great. I remember times when Paula and I would go roller skating on a Saturday night. Yeah, roller skating. Yeah, the music that they played then. I mean, I could hear. Oh, who did it? I hope I say it right. Grandmaster Flash, White Lines. Okay, it makes you think of like the roller rink. Yeah, because when songs like that came on, the floor would just be packed with people. Yeah. And then you got the guys and the girls that were just phenomenal on their roller skates, dancing and bopping around and you know, <laughs> doing all these crazy things. And you just stare at them like, how, wait, how do you do that again? Yeah, my mom, I love you to pieces, but I can never see you being one of those roller skating backwards people and then three. I do. And then forward spin. (laughs) I couldn't see you having the coordination to do that. (laughs) No, Paula and I would go roller skating every Saturday night. Your dad, your dad, your grandfather would drop us off around seven o'clock ish, I want to say. Because that's when the doors would open up. We'd get in, put our skates on, and we would be there till about 11 o'clock at night. Wow. And that's when your grandfather would pick us up, take Paula home, take me home. I'm out. Yeah. It was fun. It was good times. Did I can't remember. I feel like you have told me, but what was your first job? Were you working at that time when you were in high school? Yes. What were you doing? I feel like you've first job and it's still there. It was um, James, or excuse me. No. 
James James Square Nursing Home. Oh, nursing home. Uh-huh. It's the one on James Street. Mm-hmm. Your great-grandmother was there for a short time, but I think it was under another name. Oh, gotcha. So that was your first job. Were you working there while you were going to the roller rink? Probably. Yeah. Probably. And that yeah. job was just pretty much working in the kitchen. Um, oh. When the seniors came downstairs to the dining room to have their dinner, I would take their trays because they all had special meals because of their special diets. Mm-hmm. And I would just take their trays and bring it over to their table. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, here's your meal for the day. Here, Larry, here's your meal. Mary. Right. Then when they're done, they're off the table. And most of them were in wheelchairs. And we would um, take them back up to their floors. Yeah. Where, I, where we would hand them off to our nurse. I feel like now that you reminded me, I I totally remember you telling me this, that that was your mm-hmm. first gig. Was... um. To go back to the rollerblading thing, was that? Would you say that was like your favorite memory as a kid? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah the the Friday nights with Paula. Saturday nights. Saturday nights. Yeah, that is roller. That where Saturday night fever came from is because everybody had the fever to go rollerblading. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was the thing to do, and yeah. and then it just died off. No one roller skates anymore. And last time I heard, that building actually got knocked down about yeah, about Maddie six, Dale, right? yeah, six years ago maybe. Yeah, yeah, Maddie got knocked Dale. down. Um, and I, th- I want to say it's still empty. I feel like I know I've driven past it recently because I know I've showed a house in Maddie down the past couple of weeks, but I can't, right. I can't place if there's something on that lot or if it's still. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sale. I remember when we were younger, you took us there a couple times to go. Yes, I did. Yep. I did. They had um stuff for um families to come in during the day mm-hmm. and go yep. roller skating. Yep. yep. Um, I and your grandfather at one time. I don't know if if he did it with Paul, when Paul and I were still going. He actually put on roller skates. Oh my God! He what? taught me. He taught me how to roller skate. Really? I would have paid. I would have paid to be. Okay, so if you tell me, Corey, you have a time machine, you can jump back wherever. I want to jump back to when Grandpa's teaching you how to rollerblade. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he will tell you the story. And maybe one of your, um, my uncles, I'm sure Rajadio, could probably back this story up. Because I, I don't know if he was involved in this story or not, but you're, I remember a story your grandfather told me that when he was younger, much younger, like 10, maybe nine or 10, you remember metal roller skates, right? Oh, yeah. Right? They just like kind of wrap around your shoe mm-hmm. with a little strap. They had like straps to put your shoe into. Yeah. And you have to like buckle your, your ankle in and, and stuff, right? Those were their roller skates. Your grandfather and both of his brothers or one of them. Your, for some reason, your grandfather remembered this. They would hold on to like the trolleys. Oh, yeah. Or the buses or whatever, taxis maybe even. Like hold on to the bumper and ride it all the way down the street. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably where you got your mischievousness. <laughs> <laughs> Push from him. That's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's so funny. Who would have thought? I never would have thought Grandpa was a rollerblader. But that yeah. I guess that really explains why that dude had freaking honeydews for calves. <laughs> his thing that his calves were jacked. I remember him being jacked in his calves. I'm gonna have I'm have no idea why his calves were so I know, muscular. Right? Mom, what was your dream job? What would be my dream job? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You, you can snap your finger. No training, nothing. Boom, off to the races. It would not be the president of the United States. It would be none of nothing to do with politics. Absolutely not. Yeah, that no just thanks. That would hurt my head. That would yeah. hurt my head. No thanks. I don't know. I guess the perfect job would be if I could have any job. Maybe taking care of kids. Not like a whole buttload of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like preschool where you got like 12 20 kids right running around and they all would have to be under the age of five or yeah six or five right because right i think that's the age where they're more in tune to what's going on around them they want to learn everything their minds are like sponges oh yeah right right Yeah. yeah you know you get Kids like Ashton, yes, they're going to throw their tantrums, right? Going through it hardcore right now. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) He's testing you. Yeah, he's in a cool stage right now where he likes to take something Mm -hmm. and look you in the eye as he pulls his hand back as he's going to throw it. Like it's a threat. (laughs) And he'll stare at you like this and then just wait. And if you get close to him, he'll go and chuck it at your face. Yeah, great time. A great time. Ooh. We're trying. I just it's like uh wow. You know, you know what I did to him the other day, mom? He has a like a somebody got him these like plastic magnet things you can build with. They're like okay. squares and you can like build cool buildings with. Oh, They're sweet. light, they're just like a little plastic with like six magnets in them to click together. He mm-hmm. was like building it and he wanted me to build him a garage for his toy car. So I Course. Made a made a little garage, put a little mm-hmm. roof on, and he was mad that it wasn't a red roof or something, and he smacked it down, crushed it. So I was like, okay, all right, well, I'll let you play. If you want to play and build mm-hmm. by yourself, I'll give you some alone time. And he took one of them, and he threw it at my face like a Frisbee. So I just immediately got up, and I walked away into the other room. This kid, I'm thinking, like, if I walk away, He'll just like sit down and he'll stew in his anger for a little bit. This little shit follows me and chucks them more at my back as I'm walking away. Like he had like a deck of cards. He was whipping at the back of my head by the third one that hit my back. I turned around. I was like, buddy, we got to do something more constructive with our anger. Okay. We can't be throwing them at, at us. And then he's, he likes quiet time. So he'll go quiet time, quiet time. And he goes, races off into his room. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, if I acknowledge it, it'll get worse. Right? If I tell him no, he'll just do it because he knows it gets a reaction on me. So I get up and I give him no reaction. What's this kid do? Whap. 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 <laughs> like, God damn this kid. Now, this is your grandfather. Oh. He would be getting the, the wooden spoon. I'll show yeah, you how right. to chuck something. I'll, I'll show you how to chuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
What do you think like is the biggest difference now that you're a grandparent versus mm -hmm. being a parent? How has that changed your perspective on things? Or maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Well, it does make you feel a little bit older. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. But I think I like it because I can see you grow as, I mean, you're already an adult, right? But Hardly. this is a different area of being an adult. Mm, for sure. Right? Because I know when I became a parent, I'm like, oh, damn. Now I'm responsible for this kid. Yeah. I got to make sure he makes it out alive. <laughs> was that your thoughts when I was born? Like when I was born and you were holding me in, mm -hmm. in the hospital, you were like, oh shit, this is real now. This is for real. This is for yeah. people. Are, they're always saying, oh, oh, being, it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. And it is. And it is. But I don't think there's anything that you, that will could ever prepare you mm. for your, for, for your firstborn. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no. yeah, for sure. Especially like that. talking to people and trying to like learn what the right like. There's nothing that really preps mm -hmm. you. It's like I was telling Brittany, I have like some of the the hardest days where I feel like my patience is tested beyond limits, right? Because he's like now so right What's now that? because he's now because he's like two years old. He's in those terrible yeah. tubes. Well, he's right. going to be testing every limit possible. Right. But then, like, we had a moment today after his bath. I'm drying him up, and he goes, Daddy, hug? And I give him a hug, and he just kisses me on the cheek. <laughs> so it's like, oh, God, you're adorable, and I love it. Jesus. <laughs> just want to pinch your cheek. you make me so mad sometimes. You make me so mad, but God damn it, you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like? What was what was the day like when I was born? That actually leads us to one of the questions I had. It's exhaust. It was exhausting day. How long were you in labor for? Let's see. I went into labor eleven thirty at night, the day before, and you were born three o'clock or three thirty in the afternoon the following day. It was quite some time. I remember. Um, as soon as you were, you were born, you got cleaned up, and we were back in the room. We tried calling your grandmother at work, where she works, because everyone there knew that I was expecting, and it was like any day now. Right. And if I remember correctly, I think it was your dad that went to call, and the woman that answered the phone was like, you're, you're kidding me. He's already gone for the day. Oh, that's funny. So you're like trying and to track was, down grandma. And this was before cell phones. <laughs> I know. I know. What a such an, a convenience I take for granted. Right. Right. And we um, finally, I, I think, I think your dad left a, maybe a voicemail. Maybe I even talked to her and told her, Hey, it's a boy. Right. And literally an hour later, she's your your grandfather and her were at the door with um happy birthday balloons. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, that's so adorable. I love that. I in my first reaction was, are the balloons for me? Right. Or for right. the baby. Right, because I was born a day before your birthday. Right. 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 And that's um 
And I remember your dad um, being a wise ass said that it was either to the nurse or to the doctor. Oh, you know, her birthday is tomorrow. We can prolong this, can't we? Uh, no. <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> no. Get this thing out of me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Exorcist until it's over at least, right? Right, right. Grandma, it's funny you said that because grandma was just telling me the story today uh, mm -hmm. when she's like, uh, because birthday's tomorrow, right? Grandma goes, oh, I can't believe 31 years old. Oh, sweetie. When you were born, grandpa goes to the hospital. He sees you in the room oh. naked. And yeah. he goes, he goes to the doctor. Why is my grandson naked? It's cold. Put some clothes on him. He's naked. <laughs> and grandpa's biggest concern was the fact True. that I was the naked baby in the incubator or whatever. Yeah. True story. <laughs> True story. True story. Like, you were only a couple hours old. Yeah. I guess they were trying to clean you up or change a diaper. I don't know. But you were in the nursery. And they had you in the bassinet. And, of course, yeah, you were naked and you're screaming and yelling. Your grandfather was not going to have any of that. <laughs> Oh my God. So funny. Oh yeah. He was very proud of you for sure, man. I wish I, I really wish he was around to see Ashton only because I feel like I would die to see those two interact with one another. I was glad I got to see him interact with Gabe. Right. Cause it gives us like some yeah. kind of idea, but yep. man, he and Gabe took together so freaking well. They were tight. Yeah, I know. Tight. It was like grandpa retired. And then he had, it was like, what, like two weeks? And then Gabe was born, and then he was taking care of Gabe, watching No, I think your Gabe. grandfather retired. He was able, he was retired for about a year, year and a half. By about a year. Before, um, and Gabe. everybody, everybody discredited him. I will, I will give him all. Everybody was like, oh, Grandma, are you going to go over and make sure he gives him lunch? And he <laughs> doesn't forgive to give him his bottle. And, yada, and Grandpa was like regimented on it. I'm on it. Yeah, um, yeah, that was impressive to see. It, they were really. And if he uh, cries, just give him some bread with butter. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that explains why Gabe only eats bread most of the time. God loves Gabe. <laughs> I feel like I asked you probably four in a row, so fire one off to me. Okay. What do you like most about um, doing your? Um, was I hope I say this right? Muay Thai. Yeah, uh, Muay Thai. Yeah. What What do you like it, most about it? what I like about it is that it's hard that mm -hmm. with like every time that I'm there, I'm learning something new and it feels like ever since I started training, I, my self confidence improved. Like I was not the most confident kid growing up for sure. Right. Like it wasn't right. like, not like, um, I don't have a good word for it, but I just didn't, I was never really like comfortable in my, my own skin, but I think yeah. a lot of times that's growing pains as a teenager. Right. Right. And I just, I liked being around all of these really cool people that were interested in, in Muay Thai. And I love, I love that it was hard and it was like something else that was pushing me because like after high school was when I signed up and I did, I went to college for two years. Yeah. And that was like, okay, push. But I don't know. It was just, uh, there's something about the fact that it was like mentally engaging. Like I had to like really think hard about things. 
like position your footwork, uh, your form. And, but also like, it was a great workout. Like every time right. I left, I felt exhausted, but that was like why I loved basketball. That was why I love sports in general when right. I was younger. Right. You were taking me to basketball things yeah. all the time, but I liked basketball because it was like, you really had to think about stuff and you really yeah. had to, it was, a, it was just like a good workout. So I don't know. I just felt like it was a good way to stay in shape. And also it was pretty regimented. Yeah. And it was like, there was like a routine to it. Yeah. You know, I think that's why I took the basketball so much. It was like every Tuesday night, mom was bringing me to, to basketball from five mm-hmm. to six thirty or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like I really took the tie because like, I want an excuse to hang out with Mike and Eric more. Like I love those dudes for pieces. And it was like, part of me was like, Oh cool. I get to hang out with them even more. That's cool. And then right. it totally unexpectedly turned into be like one of my favorite things that I love to do. Right. One of like my favorite hobbies and passions. I don't know. Just, and now that I'm teaching and coaching, it's a whole nother level of like fulfillment and enjoyment is now I get to like watch other people grow in a sport that I have mm-hmm. grown to love so much over mm-hmm. geez, 2009 was when I started. So since 2009, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool to see other people just grow, grow in the sport. It's very, uh, very rewarding. Now I like to, I see that you like to do a lot of teaching. Yeah. Cause I see that a lot in your um, videos that you're teaching Muay Thai or just recently you, if I, if I remember correctly, you were teaching a class on how to use Instagram. Yep. Yeah. So I did, um, so three different offices. So I, uh, basically this all started when I got to my ITI certificate, which is instructor Mm -hmm. training Institute, which is like a fancy class in real estate that just shows you, Hey, this Mm -hmm. is how you should teach. This is how you should conduct a classroom. And I've already was teaching before. So I was like, that's kind of a, it's like a no brainer. So then uh, when I completed the course, my manager was like, well, if you want practice, do some, what's something that, you know, front and back. And I was like, I have no Instagram. At least I can teach people mm-hmm. that. She goes, great. Why don't you build a class, an hour long class and go teach that to our office and we'll see if we can get some people. So I taught my first class in the Liverpool office. And then it went so well that, uh, the Ithaca class, the Ithaca manager mm-hmm. called me and she was like, Hey, I heard you were teaching Instagram class. Are you going to come to my office and teach? that for me or for for my uh agents and i was like yeah sure why not i haven't checked out the ithaca office and i know a lot of great agents there i i love the agents that work there so i did that and then um most recently i went to manlius uh Mm -hmm. and did one for the manlius office but i haven't told you this yet mom and i guess by the time that this airs this will already have happened and i Mm -hmm just took an opportunity to teach at the NYSAR, which is the New York state association of realtors that is going to be held in Saratoga Springs. They're doing like a conference and um, they had somebody who was going to do an hour and a half long panel for cybersecurity, something about cybersecurity and mm-hmm. and real estate, how to protect your transactions. Well, he bailed last minute. So I'm going to be his replacement oh. teaching Instagram 
to these agents at like the state realtor convention. So it it was really weird because Shauna, who is the manliest manager, really involved in NISAR. She called me and told me that this opportunity came up. And she's like, you're the first person I thought of. I thought you'd be great for it. And I was like hesitating. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want. That sounds like a lot. And I, I don't know if I'm ready. And I shit you not. As I was like double thinking it, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Ajahn Kevin, my teacher at Thai guy, yeah. he he was calling me at the same time, and I don't know, maybe it was just me looking for a reason to say yes, but it seems so serendipitous because I know if I had told Kevin about this and I mm-hmm. didn't take it, he would have kicked my ass. He would have been like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You would have done f- like I could already hear him." in my head you know what He's i mean at you. Yep. right so i was like okay maybe i should just say yes and then see what happens so that's gonna be this sunday <laughs> this sunday coming up really um hold on it's the second which is yeah this sunday coming up so wow. this sunday i have a freaking i'm presenting to uh my contact at nysar who's like setting up the room and making sure i have stuff mm-hmm. um he said, expect anywhere from 80 to 100 people <laughs> in this classroom, which is the oh, largest I've ever taught to, which is already making my armpits sweat right now. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, I'll, well. I'll, yeah, Instagram. I know Instagram. I'm comfortable with it. Just like the thought of all the people makes me super nervous. But I, right. But I, to go back to like what you were saying with, with teaching, it's just, it's always something that I really enjoy because I like, uh, helping people grow in things that they're like legitimately interested in. And it's also really satisfying to see like uh, one of the guys in my class, Will, he's like this 19 year old kid. When he came to us, he was like very frat boy, kind of like, yeah, I want to fight dude. Like very like kind of, I don't know. I'll say douchey. I love you, Will, if you're listening, but kind of (laughs) douchey. But now his technique and his form is so good. He's just like, he like he's really changed in like in yep. in all the positive good ways and i love seeing people progress in that way so i don't know maybe it's just self self uh, gratifying to watch people learn mm-hmm. stuff i don't know i just find it really cool very fulfilling you know right very fulfilling um what is your biggest success my kids. I that had a feeling that was going to be the answer. No, my <laughs> kids. Look at you guys. You're doing great as adults. Doing your own thing. Uh, you got a great job. You're Both doing well. Now. You're a dad Anna, now. With, yeah. Anna's our own little mom now. I love I love seeing that. Anna's doing, I mean, even before um, Oliver came along. Oh, my gosh. She's busting her tuchus at a job overtime, right? Nope. To get a house. That immigrant mentality again coming through. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you work hard. This is what this is what you can achieve, right? Mhm. Anna, and, I'll say Anna's the most unsuspecting. Like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't think that of Anna, but she's mm-hmm. a workhorse. Yeah. She's a workhorse. She's like, you know who? She's got the work ethic like Grandma Gums. Like it's unsuspecting, but when mm-hmm. you talk to Grandma, Grandma was like, worked at one company, 
30 years, worked overtime all the time, any opportunities you could to make a little extra cash, she was doing it. So it's like all the same qualities of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and now look at her. She's got another, uh, doing another job mm-hmm. at another place doing really well. Yep. And I love her there too. Chris is uh, her boss and he's got nothing but awesome stuff to say about Anna. They all oh, love good. her there. Good. Good. And now she's a mom. What what qualities do you think that we got from you? The work the work ethic, I think it's almost like in your genes. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. harping on what, harping huh? on all those things we were saying before. Mm-hmm. Work we hard. get it from that Portuguese side. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you guys get from, from me. Just keep working, just keep busting your butt. Get things paid, get things done. You gotta do what you need to do, right? I got a question for you. Yeah. What do you do? What do you enjoy the most about being a father? And you're a young father, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things in the future for you that you're going to enjoy. But right now, what do you enjoy? What do you like? The, what the, has Ashton taught you? He taught me. He's he's taught me a lot more than you would than you would think. Mm-hmm. A two-year-old can teach someone just like, like my level of, of patience. And I mean that in a very serious way. Cause I'm a very, like, I, I look not to toot my own horn, but I'm very like, it takes a lot for me to get upset. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he really helps me guide and like really grow my patience even more. Right. Like I, you really like, you think you have to be patient in retail with, the Karen that's screaming at you about a $5 coupon. Like you really have to be patient with a kid who's trying to understand their emotions. And mm-hmm. I think he really teaches me that, but also like how to love somebody like unconditionally, like he loves Brittany and me and, and grandma Bella and Nana D like he, those people just get him excited. And when I say genuinely love, it's probably subconscious right because it's like the more you learn about somebody maybe from like their personality or political views or Mm -hmm. just personality like it can be totally hard to love somebody wholeheartedly right but he doesn't he doesn't care like if if you're a republican or democrat or if you he just wants you to play with play with him in his truck right exactly and it's like he also finds so much enjoyment in like little simple things like the littlest things that Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a reminder for me also to enjoy Mm -hmm. like the little things and not try to like rush things yeah i don't know can i turn the question back on you because that's a really good question is now being like a you know a parent of 31 years Mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit uh longer perception what i like about it watching you guys grow from seeing you in diapers, going to schools, elementary, junior, high school, college, just watching that progression as you guys navigate through life because everyone's different. Right. Right. I think that's the best thing to see. Do you think that's like the most rewarding thing about having kids yeah. too? Oh yeah. Seeing that seeing like that progression. Absolutely. 
like when you first told me like you were going to go into real estate, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but then again, I'm thinking to myself too, as a kid, when you were in retail, I always thought to myself, this kid can sell freaking ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like a natural salesman. But I also like trying not to be that I, cause when people say salesman, they're like, Oh God, car salesman, oh, oh brother. Salesman. Right. Like, Hey, what do I got to do? Slaps the hood of the car to get you in this Honda civic buddy. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I wanted to be like myself and like sales mm -hmm. and retail was very different than it is in real estate. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a shorter relationship in retail. Mm -hmm. Like I would see yeah. somebody for like 10 minutes. How big's your yard? Oh, you got an acre? Yeah, you probably want a zero turn. Here you go. See you later. Bye. You know, I never see that person again. Where right. like I have like a, a book of clients now that I've built up that like good. Like I'm like check, like, how's your kid? Like, I see you're pregnant now. Like, that's awesome. I see you guys are getting married. That's awesome. Like, right. Like being a little bit more connected to those people is is really nice. And also, too, like a lot of them are my friends, like people that I grew up with or yeah. people that I like genuinely care about. Like I, I think one of my favorite real estate moments was helping Mike get a house. Cause that was like, he's my brother. It was so cool. And, and Anna too. Right. Like getting those two yeah. into a house was a right. uh, really, really cool because I got to be a part of, it's a big moment to buy a house. It's not. So you've been in real estate now, what, five, four or five years, four and a half years. Yeah. It'll be five in May. Do you believe that? So what what turned you on to it? Um, one really bad day in retail. Like what? Like I there was like a last yeah, one Karen, right? Yeah, no, and it wasn't even like a customer. It was just like I'm trying to figure out a, a way to say. It. it wasn't really to do with the customers. It was more to do with me not getting a store when I told, oh, I was specifically told I was not. And then on the drive home, I was like, man, F this place. This place is shit. I can't believe they did that to me. And then I'm like, okay, hold on. Rewind the tape. Because like, is this, is this the direction I want to go? Like is retail the direction mm -hmm. I want to go the rest of my life? Because of the time I was 26, right when that happened. Yeah. So if it was, I'm 30 now, so 20. I'll be 31. Yeah, so 26. I was like, I'm still young, and I, I, I never did any other career path other than retail. So right. I was good at it, and I stayed in it because I was comfortable. I never was like outside my boundaries. So I was like, mm -hmm. do I want to keep running this rat race that is retail, or do I want to switch careers? Because it's like, if now is the time to switch careers, I should do it now before Brittany and I get settled, and then it just right. will never happen again. Right. right. So it was that for me, it was like, that was the pivotal moment that it was like, all right, I got to do something different. Right. So I got home and I'm like, I know I want to do something different, but I just don't know like what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And Brittany was like, write down like a few things that you want out of your next job, which was like a little bit more flexibility. Kind of want to be my, I like the idea of being my own boss, handle my own schedule. Yeah. And, I was either going to do real estate, become a barber, <laughs> or run my own business. That was like my three that I had. And run my own business was going to be something like either in the martial arts world where it had been like fight gear or like boxing gloves or something I 
right. I could have done in that field full time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I took a dive into real estate, honestly, because dad forced my my hand. Not like not like told me you have to do it or else. But like mm-hmm. I mentioned it to dad that I wanted to get out of retail because I was like, I just don't like it. And I, I don't know what I want to do. And dad's like, what are you thinking? And I was like, I don't, I, Brittany and I tossed around real estate. We even talked about, you know, learning to cut hair, being a barber. She, uh, and he was like, huh. Okay. And that was like November, October, November or some shit. And then for Christmas, mm-hmm. he was like, Hey, Merry Christmas. I bought you the New York state course for real estate. <laughs> and I was like, Oh Jesus, that's like a, that's like a couple hundred bucks. I, I guess I'm going to do it now. And then just, it's just completely steamrolled in one thing after another. Good. But that was really how I got into real estate. It was just from uh, just one bad day of retail saying I needed to get the hell out of there. And then dad right. being a sweetie and forcing me, him passively, aggressively forcing my hand. <laughs> <laughs> he hands you the check. Go do yeah, it. Right. Yeah, right. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But that was like, the, I think that was uh, the kick in the ass that I needed. Because honestly, if dad didn't, I don't know who knows if I would have pursued any three of those options. Maybe I just would have been like, eh, I'll stay in retail. They'll give me a store soon. But then it's like, do I want to be in retail? Do I want to work every single holiday? Every single holiday right. I work. Do I want to work nights all the time? Like, I don't like, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I was tired of it, you know? Yeah. And it just took me, I think it just took me way too long to, to realize that in hindsight, I wish I got into real estate when I was like 18. I wish that's what I did after high school mm-hmm. was get into it sooner. Right. Right. But hindsight's always 2020, 20, right? Yep. But you're doing good now. Well, look at you. It's a, yeah, it's a fun gig. And it's also, um, I've said this a thousand times, but it fills my cup as well as fills somebody else's. Cause I really feel like at the end of the day, when Mike closed on a house and closed on her house, it's like, you feel good about what you did that day. You know what I mean? Right. Like you help them navigate the waters, the choppy waters that is real estate. You help them get to that one spot to call home. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's to me was gratifying in more ways than one. Maybe that was just a little less, more gratifying than being like, Hey, here's a lawnmower. See you later. You know, <laughs> I'm out of questions. I got one. Let's hear it. Is there a lesson that I taught you that you still use today? I, I feel like the hard work is the easy apple on the, fr- on the tree. Mm-hmm. I don't want, and I'm not going to say that. So I am going to say, I think you and Anna taught us about really kind of giving a shit about what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like really caring about what, what you do. Yeah. And I think, I think like dad taught us like, it's okay to be yourself and, and be goofy and like, enjoy it while, while like, cause dad has always been himself. He's always just been a, a goofy, hilarious man. So it That's like, I think like it was a good yin and yang that you taught us the two of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mom, I don't know if I have any more questions for you. Let me see. What do you I have? Any other ones? Pretty random ones. What sports do you like to participate in? I know you already do soccer used to do soccer a long time ago yeah yeah now it's a lot of uh combat sports like Mm -hmm. mma and boxing and muay thai and you and i think the key word in this question is participate if someone messaged me right now 
and said they wanted to play basketball, I would for sure be in all all about it, even though I haven't played in forever. Um, but lately, would you count disc golf as a sport? Yeah, yeah, I've been playing. I think that's probably like the the newer sport I've been playing the past. I don't know, like five years. I've been playing with Mike and Eric, not very well or very often. Maybe like yeah. like There's this year. Tons I think of I don't parks know. around here that have those nets for your. They're cool. Ball. Yeah, we have um right on the corner from us, Mom Clay Park. Mm-hmm has yeah. two 18 hole courses so not just one two of them and wow. it's they're awesome it's a good time and it's just um i don't know i think that would be the one sport that i uh enjoy to participate in other than the obvious okay. martial arts awesome that's all i got darling damn see you were worried you weren't gonna have anything to talk about and it's already been an hour and almost 10 minutes yeah quite the chat about by, it, aren't we it goes by quick huh Yes. I think that's also what we got from grandma because grandma never shuts up. She jokes. She jokes about it. Like when we went to our trip to Massachusetts, she was like, oh, you're never going to hear me stop talking. I'm like, I don't care. You make time go by. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, we're already in Massachusetts. All right, cool. (laughs) Already in Massachusetts, huh? Yeah, she's she's quite chatty. She's quiet, but. Once she gets to know you or what, that's it. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yep. I would argue that's probably my favorite. My favorite thing about grandma uh-huh. is how long yeah. she could hold a conversation for. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom, and thanks she, for doing this. I really oh, appreciate absolutely. your time. I hope You're I did more. Being. Thanks, thanks for everything you've done for Anna and I growing up. Hey. You, you guys busted mom. your ass to... Give us uh, everything you guys could, and we we love you for it. We tried. Yeah, you guys definitely, you guys definitely gave it your all. You guys set, you guys set the bar high <laughs> <laughs> for being good parents. You guys set the bar high. I feel like before we all say one last thing, I feel like Anna and I got very lucky because some people didn't got a really shitty draw of cards with their parents, and Anna and I got very lucky that we got two really loving parents that give a shit about us. So thanks oh, for always giving a shit hear. about us. What's that? I like that. I, that's always good to hear. Well, you read the news that's on cool. some parents doing terrible things to your kids. Oh, and yeah. the first thing wow. I think to myself is thank God mom brought me every Tuesday to bear road basketball and didn't leave me locked into her car in a 95 degree day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God dad played Age of Empire computer games together with me and yeah. didn't leave me locked up in a basement to starve. So I'm I'm thankful for <laughs> everything that you guys that, did. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Mom. Um, I appreciate you. Oh, I love you, darling. Love we you too, Mom. Do this again soon. Yep. Another uh, 10 question fast rounder. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to bring out the wine for that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, thanks, Mom. I appreciate you and love you. I love you too. Give Ashton a big hug for me and tell Brittany I said hi.
Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Corey Cast. I really appreciate the time that you spent listening and even listening to the full episode to get you to this point. I just want to say I'm just so appreciative and so thankful that I have so much love and support for these episodes. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, reach out to me. I'm always looking for new people. Let's talk about what you're passionate about. Let's talk about your hobbies. Let's give you a positive platform to talk about the things that matter to you. Do me a favor. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, follow, leave a review of the podcast. All those little things will help this podcast grow because without you guys, there is no podcast. And I am just so grateful that you're taking the time to listen to it today. Thank you so much.